Hello, everybody. This is Marshall Poe. I'm the editor of the New Books Network. NBN listeners like to read books and buy them. So we thought we'd tell you that right now, our friends at Princeton University Press are having a remarkable site-wide sale. You can get 50% off books, including ebooks and audiobooks, with the code 50, F-I-F-T-Y, at checkout until May 31. You can save some real money on Princeton University Press books. I encourage you to go there and check it out. Books in South Asian Studies. Your host is Tara Anjaria of Bombay, India. We will be conducting a series of interviews with authors of, well, new books about South Asia. History, politics, government, science, sport, art and culture, and everything else to do with what is often called the Indian subcontinent, but of course, South Asia extends beyond that. Our new books will primarily be grounded in India, Pakistan, Bangladesh, Afghanistan, Sri Lanka, Nepal, Bhutan, the Maldives, Mauritius, that is, the most widely accepted geographical and geopolitical definition of South Asia. But In keeping with the policies of these increasingly outward-looking nation-states themselves, we will also be looking at new books from what used to be called Further India. Myanmar, Indochina, Indonesia, you get it. And we won't forget the Empire, or East Asia, or the South Asian diaspora. As you can see, At New Books in South Asian Studies, we are really most inclusive and welcoming. Today we start off with the biggest country in South Asia, India, and its most popular export, films. Our guest today is the first ever Indian to win an Oscar, Bhanu Athaya. I'm sure Bhanu needs no introduction. Her career is analogous to that of the Indian film industry in all its forms from the 1950s down to today. And, happily, she has put her most memorable moments of her life and career, again the distinction between the two blurs, into a glorious book, The Art of Costume Design. She'll be discussing the book and her life and work with us today. So, good afternoon, Bhanu ji. My name is Bhanu. I was born in Kolhapur, a princely state in Maharashtra, uh, way back in that era. Kolhapur was a flourishing town, and uh, I can say safely, I had the advantage of being born in the right place at the right time. Being a princely state, there's a lot of grandeur, festivities of every kind happening. Every morning on my way to school, I would see elephants, horses, and uh, the pageantry that was there in every festival. The life of that place was so varied. When I left the house, first I would have to go through the temple, ancient temple of Mahalakshmi, and I could hear the chanting of the bells, the the people dressed up to go to the temple to seek the blessings of the gods and goddesses. And that set a kind of a very interesting tone to my going to the palace, which was next on my route to the school, where I saw, as I said, the grandeur of the princely state. So all that helped me to move from one thing to another. And every day was full of excitement. In school, I studied 
in marathi language and uh, i spent a lot of time in my art school after schooling time and i took to art quite seriously but the beginning for that was from my home my father uh, he belonged to the pandit family ancient pandit family whose roots go back to hundreds of uh, years but he took to studying english in the university and instead of studying sanskrit he preferred to take to arts seriously he would come to bombay go to the army navy stores bring back with him number of books on european art like rembrandt leonardo da vinci name it he had all those books in his studio for me they became my fascination they were my inspiration i would look at these books then i saw my father do paintings uh, there was a painting of uh, the horses being washed in the brook constable and i saw that painting grow from start to finish i would wash the brushes and this where that is where i got hooked on to taking painting very seriously in kolhapur one saw a number of painters sitting in the scenic spots of the temple or in the river side propping up their easels and doing paintings in watercolor and or in oils so again that was another inspiration i found which appealed to me a great deal my father was very keen that all of us take to some creative activity seriously one of my sister took to music uh, my father taught my mother to do excellent embroidery so there was art and this creativity around in the house all the time then in kolhapur being a princely state there was a lot of patronage available one could go and see lot of activities happening there was wrestling other sports like cricket happening there there was uh, uh, music the maharaja of kolhapur had brought the famous musician from bombay alladia khan saheb and his students uh, followed his gharana Uh, music that was again another creative activity i was able to witness at the palace theater one saw some very good plays happening in my time uday shankar had come to kolhapur then there was a very famous theater personality bal gandharva he used to have his musical plays perform there a man dressed like a woman and with all the gentle mannerism of a woman and a very melodious voice he captivated the hearts of the audiences the play would begin at around 9 o'clock in the evening and it will go on till about 3 o'clock 3 o'clock 4 o'clock in the morning with a number of encores being given by the audience it was one of the most talked about plays one had seen i had witnessed this myself so there's such a lot of activities happening not to forget cinema babura painter was the doyen of marathi cinema he produced 
मोर देन ट्वेंटी फाइव फिल्म इन मराठी ही ट्रेन्ड अ नंबर ऑफ एक्टर्स हु केम टू बॉम्बे लेटर ऑन अगेन मेड अ नेम फॉर देम सेल्स माय फादर मेड अ फिल्म कॉल्ड ही मेड अ फिल्म कॉल्ड आई फॉरगेट द नेम ऑफ दैट बट ही मेड अ फिल्म एंड सो I was watching films being made in front of me and familiarity in the technique of making a film dawned on me that time itself I had done a small role of a boy prince for my father's film so with so much exposure to variety of creativity life offered me a lot of opportunities to see and absorb a great deal when i finished my schooling in my final exam exhibition i presented three very good drawings pencil drawings which uh, became talk of the town and i won three awards for that from the british regent uh, honorable mr perry he gave me the awards my teacher was so pleased with my achievement next day he went to my mother and say your daughter has got talent i am taking her to bombay to study at the jg school of art so that was the next step happening in my life but the problem was i had no relations in bombay and uh, where to go and stay in bombay was a big problem for me i wrote a letter to hema devi the doyen of theater training from bombay who had studied in in uh, national school of drama in london i'd met her in bombay in in kolhapur briefly and i wrote to her if i could come and stay with her for a few days and she says yes you're most welcome to come and stay with me so my ambition of going to bombay was fulfilled to her giving me this opportunity to come to bombay and stay with her to staying with her that was one thing but i another door opened for me with my ability to sketch well her mother meera devi she was working as a assistant editor for india's first women's magazine called fashion and beauty she saw my sketches and she says i'm going to take you to the editor of this magazine i'm sure he will want to give you a job so when i met him he surely gave me a job to be a fashion illustrator for his magazine so one thing led to another very soon i got another opportunity to work on a much bigger magazine called fashion and beauty it was still the raj period i was still there in bombay in that early part of bombay where we were still under the the british influence but very soon the independence was about to Uh, be noticed in india and i was told that i should do my sketches for this magazine to inspire the young ladies of that era with the ideas drawn from indian heritage as the british raj was over for me it was an exciting time for me with my exposure to art and culture i had seen in kolhapur 
there was no dearth of ideas. My mother was very good with embroideries. So all the books that she used to have to draw inspiration from, I had brought them to Bombay. So for me, doing those pages every Saturday not only gave me the thrill of doing something creative, but these sketches became talk of the town. The Indian readers fell for them and they waited for the Saturday to come. Very soon, the actors and actresses of Indian cinema, they also noticed what I have been doing on those magazines and they came looking for me. They said, will you design something for our films? So there, another door opens for me. So one thing led to another, and life became more and more exciting as times went along. My studies for painting at the JJ School of Art also were going very well. I was doing two things at the same time, doing the illustrations and doing the paintings at the JJ School of Art, where I won the gold medal. That gold medal and my achievement in the final exam brought me to the notice of the, uh, the progressive group artists and they asked me to be a member of their uh, group and to exhibit along with the great names like Ara, Raza, uh, all these big names of that era. I was meeting and I exhibited my paintings there. But very soon, somehow, in my heart, I had a feeling that I was drawn to the world of cinema more than anything else. Another point that was in favor of my doing these ideas for cinema was that what I had seen from childhood, watching the cinema, the, the making of films and things like that, it came to me very easily. And also, I had to choose whether to be in the South Bombay, to be in the world of uh, art and culture, or to go to North Bombay, which had all these activities of the cinema taking place. So the choice was whether to go to South or whether to go to North. Then North won my heart and I was there working and giving my best to the films in Bombay. So... I think, uh, would you like to talk about the early films you did in the 1950s and the people that you worked with? For example? Yeah, yeah, of course. Guru, that, for yeah, example. Of course. But the, the flow was there? Oh, yeah, definitely. flow was there. Have I missed out on anything? Oh, no, no. no, no. It's okay. just a privilege. Okay. Okay, shall I have? Yeah, sure. Uh, when I started my work with the cinema, I had great fortune to work with the greatest of the Indian cinema, Gurudat, the most talked about filmmaker. Uh, it so happened that his sister and I, we were studying together at the JJ School of Art. She was doing, uh, I, I think, uh, in the other section, but I was in the fine arts. So we used to cross each other. Then my illustrations, which were seen every Saturday in fashion's world for fashion and beauty, they caught notice of Gurudat. And then he asked me to design costumes for Vahida, for one of the early films that was my entry into the cinema. 
I did five films for Gurudath, one more interesting than the other, different subjects. And uh, the actors of Gurudath most of the time were Vahida Rehman, who happened to be that my most favorite heroine of that era. Her film in Kagaz Ke Phool, her film in Chaudhavi Ka Chand, her film in Sahib Bibi Gulam, each different character that she played became my inspiration. Along with her, there was another actress who left a great impression on me. That was Meena Kumari. Yes. I cannot forget Meena Kumari, most beautiful actress of that era. Not only beautiful to look at, but her mannerism, her voice, the gestures, they are deeply printed in my mind. She really inspired me to do my best work for her in Sai Baby Gulam. Only thing, when I met her first time, she said, Bhanu, just take care of me. These Bengali saris have a way of looking fluffy. You'll take care of that, won't you? And that's all that we talked about. And her performance was my inspiration. And it did it. I did everything that was possible to make her look the right character and to help her get into the spirit of that story. That was a very fascinating experience for me. Uh, after Gurudath, I started working with Raj Kapoor, the showman of the Indian cinema. Uh, Nargis used to come to Eve's Weekly to have embroideries done for her saris. She took me to Raj Kapoor and says, here is a young lady who is full of ideas. Why don't you use her for one of your movies? So he gave me a chance to do costumes for Nadira for Shri 420, the role of a vamp. It most talked about character and most memorable character people think of when they see a film like that. For Gurudath, I did five films each one different than the other. And everything different means a more excitement for me. For me, doing work on films like uh, uh, some, some of the outstanding films of RK gave me a scope to show my ability of being creative. The, the last film for which I did the work on Hena, the script by him, but finally the film was produced by his son, Randir Kapoor, was a role of a Pakistani nomad tribe gypsies. I created the whole ambience of the gypsy clan and made outfit appropriate for that look of that uh, gypsy clan. The most talked about uh, film of that era. Other films which I did for Raj Kapoor, again, are unforgettable. There's a film called Uska Naam Bolna Raj Kapoor Ka where I went to Paris, you know, I had the husband and wife go to Paris. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Which I did that Buddha Milya. Sangam. Ah, Sangam, Sangam. Okay. For Raj Kapoor, 
uh, I did a very interesting uh, experiment of doing costumes for Sangam. The story is that the husband and wife go to Paris and the husband wants to go to see the Folie Berger. But without the wife, and which of course upset the wife, he says, why do you want to go there? Let me entertain you here in the hotel itself. She pulled out things from lampshades and fabrics lying here and there. And then I made those costumes, which were talk of the town of that era. And it was, for me, it was exciting to do something different once again. Then another film for which I'm very proud of, of those costumes, were Shashi Kapoor and Zina Taman played the more important characters. She is a girl brought up in the temple. She goes for a bath to the river to take a bath in a very simple village costumes. And the actor falls in love with her. And in his imagination, he sees what this young girl would be like if she were to dress in different kinds of attires. One of them was a dress done in very brief embroidered top and a mini skirt. It is a most memorable costume of the Indian cinema and Zinataman, who had that most unique personality, beautiful proportion, she carried those costumes so well that it is an unforgettable experience to see that kind of a combination of beauty and grace uh, with in this costume. For me, it was my greatest thrill of my life. Or kiska bolu? Yeah? Yeah. See. Yeah, okay. Raj Kapoor is known as the greatest showman of the Indian cinema. And every film he did, there was something uh, different than what was there in the earlier films. There is a film in Ram Teri Ganga Meli. I had done costumes for Mandakini. The girl is taking a bath in the upper a portion of the Ganges and a young man from the city falls in love with her and the romance develops and he at later stage she comes to to Ganges and she does a dance on that bajra wearing exquisite dress so the the number of changes that happened in her life I had a chance to picturize those scenes in a different kind of looks I had to present. That was again a very, very happy experience for me. From a village girl to this kind of elaborate costumes. So yeah, yeah. This this is my favorite. Oh, Rishma yeah, Shira. yeah, yeah. Uh, one of the most favorite films of mine is Reshma or Shera. When I met uh, when I met Sunil Dutt, what he said that I want a very realistic look in the film, and I I want my actors to blend with the local people. So I said, if that is so, then you must send me to the place which you are going to use as the backdrop. So he sent me 
to Rajasthan and near the Pochina village, which was going to be the scene of action. I studied the costumes of the local people, the kind of ghagras, the cholis, the women wear, the dhotis, the men wear normally, what are the turbans, and for a marriage, for the wedding, for the heroine, for the uh, every character, I did a detailed sketches of what I saw. I came back, prepared all these costumes, and we all went to Pochina village. And uh, when we dressed up the actors, the local people gave me a lot of compliments for being so authentic and so studious in my attitude. Then that film was an experience by itself. We were living in a village, and a dusty village, and a shortage of water. We were all given two buckets of water. But what an experience to be there in that ambience and to create the look of the that era was a greatest experience of my life. It's unforgettable experience of my life. Um, so that's amazing. Uh, please tell our listeners something about Gandhi now. Yes, okay, yeah. Okay. Uh, I had... <coughs> Uh, I had worked for nearly 20 years for Indian cinema. And at that time, I got a call from uh, Gandhi Film Unit. And uh, they said that we'd like to make an appointment for you to meet the director of Gandhi, Richard Attenborough. So I was given this appointment and I met him and for about 10-15 minutes we talked and he told the production people, well I found my designer for Gandhi. Uh, Richard Attenborough had been visiting India for nearly seven years before he got down to doing the film for several reasons. First, he wanted to study India in great depth. And it was not a simple film. It was a simple about Mahatma Gandhi, the man who brought uh, such a huge change to not only to India, to the world in his thinking. And uh, the film covered 50-year lifespan of Gandhi. It required a huge understanding not only of one character but all the characters and all the people around that were seen in those 50 years that happened in that scene was not an easy task at all. Luckily for me, I have been an observer of Gandhiji right from a childhood. At the age of eight, I had done a portrait of Gandhiji. When I came to Bombay, I had heard his speech at the Breban Stadium. We were all full of admiration for the work he was doing for the nation. So for me, to be able to give, to have that opportunity to do something for this man was not only was a thrilling experience, but also very scaring experience for me that would I be able to do justice to this challenge. Uh, It is easy to say that uh, I was given three weeks time, three months time to study the film. How can anybody can study a film of that nature in three months time unless one had been open to this kind of a personality and all the things that he had done in his life, which I had done fortunately. And also to understand the culture of India 
also became my strong point having traveled all over India over years. It is interesting to know that how the shooting went on in the early in the morning from the hotel at 5 o'clock we would have to jump in the car to go to the location. Be at the location at 6 o'clock along with the uh, the catering. We were the only two units that were there present. Then the bus loads of people will start coming to the location. And I had to stand there like a commander. And with my nine assistants, I had to guide hundreds of people that whom I had to dress for that particular day shooting. Put them in different batches, dress them up, change their hairstyles. And it, up to nine o'clock, we had to have all of them dressed up. Everybody is not familiar wearing dhoti in India. So one had to tie dhotis by the hundreds, thousands to get the crowd ready for that shooting. It was quite a mammoth task. Those who have seen the big Dandi march and scenes like that can see that what a precision we had to use to get everybody in order, to make sure everybody did the right thing. It was really an experience of a lifetime. And finally, when the film was released and uh, the, the film went to the Oscar competition, by that time I had got the nomination we were taken to Los Angeles to the Dorothy Chandelier Pavilion. We were five nominees sitting in one row and other four nominees told me, he says, ma'am, we don't stand a chance. The Oscar is going to be yours. I said, what makes you think? Your canvas was so huge. That is the thing. The canvas of Gandhi was really mind-blowing. And I, I found the appreciation for what I have done came by the other fellow designers from in other parts of the world. They could see what I had packed into the into the whole look. And uh, I mean, people ask me, "Are you expecting an award?" Well, I said, "I don't know. I have done my bit." I hope everything works well. And that's all. So finally, I did get the award. And uh, it was the greatest moment in my life. An unforgettable experience of my lifetime. Okay. So that's a really nice. Um, well, just a little bit more about Lagan and then yeah. you can just wind up. Okay. Okay. Huh? Your mic is going up. Huh? Your mic... Is going to your eyes. Oh, uh, Abhi? You but that's okay. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. <clears throat> uh, Lagan was a extremely interesting film. It is a film set in 1893. 1890. Okay. Lagan was set in 1893 and it is about people who were living in central India, Madhya Pradesh and it was about the clash between the villagers and the British regiment who was posted there to collect the Lagan that is the uh, the tax from the local people. Now, it required making costumes that would look believable in that era. So, I chose to to do all the costume using khadi, handspun 
hand-woven fabrics and the vegetable dyes to give that authentic look. For the Britishers, I used mainly poplins and mill-made fabrics. I had to go to London to measure all the British actors, the male and the female, who were going to participate in the film. So I showed them my plan of action. I told them what I was going to do, came back with their measurements and prepared the entire wardrobe here in India, every inch of it. That was for me a big challenge, which I loved every bit of it. And we went on the location. We had all the regiment costumes for their day-to-day -day activities. I chose to do all the costumes in the khaki look because we were working on a dusty terrain and nothing else would have worked well. Then in the film, I had to design a wardrobe for their ballroom dance and then, of course, not to forget the cricket match between the Britishers and the local people and the periphery, the, the British ladies and the civilians. So it was quite a, a number of changes I had to work. And what was very interesting for me, that I controlled every costume according to the colors I had visualized and made sure they went well and they created the look of that era. And it fetched a lot of compliments. The film went up to Oscar. We didn't get the award, but it was complimented in a big way for creating the look of the period the variations between the, the local costumes and the British costumes was a greatly admired all over the place. The film, I think, owes a lot in achieving the look of that era. Um, that was the, yeah. See, for people like me, you know, Lagan is actually... It was kind of a window into India. Yeah. I mean, before I saw Lagan, okay, I didn't know anything about rural, rural India. Yeah. So, yeah, that is like, you could say, you just made a lot of people aware about things that they would not otherwise have thought about, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <coughs> yeah. I say that your work has had a lot of, yeah. like, you I mean, know, broad to, to impact. see that film on that platform. Yeah. That was the thing, you know? Yeah. And well-made film. Yeah. Because otherwise, see, in India... Half a dozen people contribute to one film. Yes. It's a hodgepodge. So you don't get that, the look which I achieved because of my wide experience, you know. Yes. So I think that I, I was able to say. Anything else you want me to say? Um. Well, uh, what are your future projects? I mean, where do you see Indian cinema going now in terms of like the design, the costumes? I mean, what are the primary influences in Indian cinema today? You know, today, actually, it's not very interesting, you know, sense, you know. Uh, uh, you know, what happens, 10 people contribute for yeah. one film. I'm the only one who controls the whole thing. Yeah. And there are one or two other designers yeah. who have done it, you know. That is the most important thing, you know. So why should we say bad things, you know. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, you know. You don't Anything else? Any other film that you want me to talk about? Um, well, uh, no, not really. We are. Uh, it's been very nice, like you know, for our readers to listen to this. And shall I, I say about little bit about what other activities I do? Um, <coughs> sure, definitely. <coughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe a couple of sentences so yeah, we can okay. find out. Uh, I have been working mainly in the mainstream cinema. But apart from that, I've also worked on quite a few Marathi films. Marathi is my mother tongue. And so for me, working on Marathi film was another experience again, you know. And somehow people like me to do films that have 
control of a period look because i have that kind of ability to visualize the whole story from a to z a film like yas uh, parva of amol palekar it is about dhondo keshav karve's era his son was a pioneer in family planning and the changes in that 50 year span to show the change of costumes that happened in the marathi scenario was it was very interesting very challenging i mean i couldn't go over the board it had to be very very natural looking attires i had to take care of dress up actors to look right it was a it's a very interesting experience for me then i have done another film katha don ganpat ravanchi for again another well known filmmaker of maharashtra so somehow ability to control the whole look of a film according to me is able to create a very smooth picture and uh, to make the story move smoothly and i find this a very interesting thing to do i also work for theater i've done number of theater projects one was for the national school of drama a film called jane man it is about the hijras of bombay the enacted by all the actors from the national school of drama and playing the role of hijras was a very interesting experience to work on the the they had to the hijras they wear women's style of clothes but they have the bodies of men that was the challenge and they have the very feminine mannerism so it was a very very peculiar kind of a demand but the film turned out very well and it was again a great experience for me and the audience was totally enamored with the whole look that we were able to create so fox that was a fascinating insight into the life of bhanu athaya an enriching listening experience for historians and fans of cinema alike i hope you enjoyed it goodbye